Hello and welcome to the EuroWhat, episode 140 for the week of January 17th, 2022. I'm Mike McComb and I'm not joined today by Ben Smith, <gasps> but our special guest, Dave Steves. How's it going, Dave? <laughs> it's going great. How are you, Mike? Doing well. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest. And this week, we'll be talking about changing plans for Eurovision 2022. Thank you for hopping in to sub in for Ben this week, Dave. Oh, always a pleasure. Ben is, as we record this, doing Mystery Hunt. His team is hosting this year's event, but he assured me that there is Eurovision content, so this is an excused absence. He will be presenting uh, what Eurovision means to me essay over on our Patreon later this month. Uh, it'll be one of our bonus episodes, so you can check that out at patreon.com slash eurowhat. Uh, it should be fun. I, I've had a sneak peek at uh, what that puzzle entails, and I think folks will get a kick out of it. We're in the opening stretch of selection season, and we usually don't have guests at this point of the season, so it, it's fun to have uh, somebody else here to tell us how things are going. So how has your selection season 2022 been, Dave? It's been going fine. Usually I dip in and out of selection season. Up until this year, I was working most Saturdays, so I haven't been able to be glued to the television for most of the shows. I've been doing a dive on the Norwegian entries this year, and I think I, that was a good choice. I like most of the field, or at least have opinions about most of the field. Oh, excellent. Yeah, in the past, I'd make a point of trying to follow France as closely as possible. Every year that I've followed the selection process, France has had a really strong bench. And usually two or three artists who I would have liked to have gotten through rather than the person that they actually picked. But the France selection process has usually been entertaining to me. And even though I'm an Italy stan when it comes to Eurovision proper, San Remo is, is a long, long event. True. Uh... <laughs> I, I feel about San Remo like I do about going to work a day after not getting nearly enough sleep where I'm fine for the first six hours of it. And then it's just, it just hits me all at once. <laughs> yeah. We will talk about uh, Norway a little later on in the show, but we have some stuff from the last week to get caught up on. Literally the second after we stopped recording our last episode, we recorded a little bit earlier uh, than usual. Malta dropped their snippets for all of the songs that are competing in their semifinal. Like to the point where it's like, oh, should we go back and record? And Ben was just like, nah, we'll we'll, we'll come back when we have something to say. So <laughs> did you get a chance to listen to any of the Malta snippets? I didn't. And I, I usually stay away from the snippets because they're, it's, it's so hard to judge the full song by them. I, I haven't. And also I would have to get on Instagram. So <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was interesting. Like they uh, dropped all of the clips on their Instagram account. Uh, and when I checked this morning, they also had a clip saying that lyric videos are going to be coming soon. So we should have access to the full songs with Finland and UMK. They announced their artists on Wednesday and they have started dropping the songs. There are seven songs that are competing. Two of the songs dropped last week, and then the other five will be dropping this week. We're collecting those on our Spotify playlists. We have a link to our Spotify profile in our show notes. Check all of the playlists out there. Oh my goodness, there's going to be so many playlists this year. Like I've, I've lost count of the number of national finals that we will be compiling. It's, it's a lot, Dave. Uh <laughs> <laughs> 
as somebody who hasn't been able to watch the the finals, like it, it's a really nice playlist to have where I can just dip in and and just have it in the background. And every once in a while, I'll hear something that I really like, and I'll Google them and find out. Oh, what what country are they from? Have they been? Have they done this before? Or sometimes what'll happen is listening through it and be like, oh, I really like this one. And then you check and be like, oh, they've already been eliminated. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank you, Estonia. So, <laughs> yeah. Pouring one out for alligator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Adding uh, to that long list of selections is Poland. Originally, we thought that they were going to be announcing their artist over the weekend. Instead, they have decided that they are going to be doing a national final. They are bringing back Krajowa Eliminacja. I'm going to try this again. Cryova Eliminatia. Can I try it? Yeah. <laughs> Cryova Eliminatia. Yes. Okay. <laughs> East side of Cleveland. <laughs> Not my first Polish roundup. <laughs> nice. Yes. So there are going to be 10 artists competing in that. And uh, that final is going to be happening next month along with everything else. February 12th and February 19th are already completely full on the calendar and I have a feeling there's still going to be stuff added in. And then there's been a lot of pivoting with the current pandemic situation, which I think is making people a little nervous, understandably. Sweden announced that Melfest is no longer doing the tour this year. Normally with Melfest, each heat takes place in a different city and it's a big arena event. And then all of the finalists will gather in Stockholm for uh, the grand final of that. They're going back to what they did last year, where it's all just going to be in a studio. Uh, they may have a small audience this time around, but I have a feeling that's still TBD based on what the situation looks like a couple weeks from now. But uh, yeah, it's probably going to look a little bit closer to last year's version of Melfest than the 2020 version. Iceland has delayed Song Vakepnin a little bit. They're still dropping the songs at the beginning of February, but the actual performance dates have all been pushed back a week. So the final of that is happening on March 12th instead of March 5th. So it's feeling like we're in kind of the same spot we were last year at about this time, where we're just kind of not sure what the scenario is looking like. Yeah, I'm a little bit heartened by that because last year mostly was okay, mm -hmm. but I'm hopeful that the wave will have crested by the end of the selection season and by the certainly by the time Eurovision itself rolls around. That is my hope as well. I think one of the things that I'm finding interesting about this aspect of the process is we don't have any information about tickets yet or what the actual Eurovision performance format is going to be, and... If this were a normal year, I think people would be really freaking out about it right now. I have not heard one person being like, tickets win, tickets win. It's just like, nope, let us know when you're ready. <laughs> and I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. Have they officially said that they still have the same plan A, B, C, D that they did last year? Or are we just assuming that that's that's got to be the case? I mean, I'm assuming that that's the case. There have been a number of blogs that have been talking about the backup performances and kind of treating it as news. It's like, oh, that might be a thing this year. My understanding was that starting last year, like that was a permanent part of it, just in case like any sort of disaster, not just for pandemic reasons. We may be getting more information in the next week or so, like around the semifinal allocation that's coming up. So hopefully there'll be some logistics then, but no official word yet on what the scenario situation is. It's going to be the host city 
selection all over again. It's just going to get drawn out and out at the last possible minute. Yes. Your vision's scheduled for mid-May. It's actually happening beginning of June. So (laughs) 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 nobody's going to update the calendar. They're just going to stretch and be like, oh, no, we'll just have one more circus act come out and perform and keep the audience busy until we're like fully ready to get started. So... Speaking of Italy, I think it's time to check in on Moniskin. Uh, Dave, would you like to show off your Italian skills on this one? Cosa sta facendo Moniskin? Ah, thank you. What is Manskin doing? Cosa sta facendo Moniskin? Begin has re-entered the U.S. Top 40. It was out for about six weeks because the Hot 100 was kind of a shambles due to the holidays, which I thought was really funny. (laughs) Learning in our Hot 100 episode that songs that have been on the chart for more than 20 weeks will drop off if they slip below the top 50, that's really caused a lot of chaos on the Hot 100 chart with all of the Christmas songs that rise up for three to four weeks and just kind of take over the top of the chart just because the way things are counted have completely changed. And now that we are no longer in the holidays, all of those songs are gone. So it's like 25 slots have opened up. (laughs) Yeah. And Monoskin played New Year's Rock and Eve. Right. So some people might be discovering them for the first time somehow. That's true. Yeah, nice to see that they still have the staying power to get back up there. So congrats on that. And also congrats on being named as part of the Coachella lineup and getting really good positioning on the poster. I don't know if you play this game, Dave, where a a festival announces its lineup and then you try to see, okay, who do I recognize and how small is the print? Uh Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was, you know what? I never really did before this year. I know there were some tweets about people scandalized by the font of (laughs) of certain artists. Yeah, I saw one where... Somebody was complaining that, uh, like, Carly Rae Jepsen was at, like, 11 That was the point. one. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that is, a, that is a fair critique of the lineup, but Monoskin, they were listed on the second line of the Sunday shows. I want to say 18-point font. They were legible on the poster, which is pretty good placement. Yeah, really that unexpected. seems like prime location. Yeah, yeah. So congrats on that. And probably the first of many such appearances coming up. So uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on that. We are recording this right after watching the first heat of Norway's Melody Grand Prix process. Dave, uh, you mentioned that you had some thoughts about the Norwegian field as a whole. Yeah, I found something to like about the majority of the songs in this one and it's a pretty diverse group there is the expected insurgence of rock but there's no Bonaskin knockoff there's lily lova really reminds me of lita ford like she's got this 80s hair metal yes. thing going there's somebody who sounds kind of like avril lavigne there's the the troll fest guys who are no longer part of this process <laughs> but they kind of reminded me of system of a down in that if I listened to them enough, I think that I might come around to them and decide that they were so horrible that they were actually good and entertaining. Uh, I don't <laughs> but, know. Like, they, but they're definitely the to... most aptly named act, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will not have the opportunity to come around on them. Uh, well, maybe. There is a wild card round at the end of this process. 
So I guess just to kind of go over how uh, Norway is structured this year, there are 21 songs that are in competition. Five of them are auto-qualifiers. For the other 16 songs, they are broken up into groups of four, which will battle out in duels over the course of the next few weeks. The winner of each duel will face the winner of the other duel in that same show. Whoever wins that, they get to go to the final all of the non-qualifiers will get voted on, on a radio show during the fifth week of the competition. And then the top four from that vote will go through another heat of duels. And the winner of that will be the last finalist in the show. I've had problems with Norway. I think I still have problems with Norway. What, what did you think about this first week of competition? None of these four were among my favorites, although Black Flowers was actually my favorite out of the four. So I was pleasantly surprised that it was the one that won, considering it was fourth among the odds makers. Mm. I liked We Still Here in the studio, wasn't crazy about the live performance. I don't th- see any of these winning, but I, I, I like Black Flowers. It's a slightly angry sounding kind of like mm, political, but not really like taking any <laughs> any real radical stances yeah. a sternly worded letter to the editor so. yeah <laughs> it sounds so much to me like that one muse song it does it does yeah i had that same thought and i'm a big muse fan so i have mixed feelings about that yeah when he did defeat troll fest in the duel you did let out a little yay uh <laughs> was, was that in favor of him or against troll fest that was that was uh, a vote for the lesser of two evils okay <laughs> but no, i shouldn't say that I, I genuinely do like the song black flowers but i don't like it enough to really have that much of a feeling about it on its own okay yeah yeah like troll fest like it, it's I don't know, my my only note that I have is I hate this. <laughs> I mean, because it's just it, it's, it's just doing so much of what I find so time wasting about Norway's uh-huh. process, <laughs> like, especially with this year with what is starting to shape up to be like thirty national finals, and that number is not an exaggeration; it's maybe mm-hmm. an overestimation. There are more than twenty national finals that are happening this year, and it's no joke. The Saturdays in February are overstuffed. Norway, I. Do not have time for this. This is probably going to be the only time that I'm actively engaged with Norway this year, and I am okay with that. <laughs> See, I will be ba- I will be back next week because I genuinely like all four of the songs that are up. Plus, I I like the auto qualifier that's going to be showcased. Okay, honestly, I'd be happy with any of those four to win. Uh, now. That's the trick. That's always the trick that Norway pulls. It's like, oh, you you hated it this week, but I've got just like a little breadcrumb or something. But, mm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> two weeks after that, I may or may not be tuning in. I'll probably be in my office. Uh, if you're watching it, I will like just turn up the volume and I'll come out if I hear something that I like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm... the other way that I experience the selection season. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only one that I'm truly curious about is Subwoofer, just because I think everybody's curious about that one. Uh, it's bringing about our monkey's paw prediction from last week that the winner of Masked Singer Norway is going to be their representative. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't seen what they actually look like, but they have masks on in their promo photo. As far as I know, they have not been identified. Uh, A number of people are suspecting that they uh, may be an iteration of Ilvis. I was thinking that. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just because we watched Norwegian Taskmaster and so Ilvis are <laughs> in front of mind for me. I saw the title and I saw the name of the band and I went into that preparing to hate it. 
and I kind of loved it. I found the the lyrics really charming. Yeah, I want a wolf named Keith. And <laughs> <laughs> my only issue with it is that nothing new happens lyrically in the second half of the song. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the instrumentation. And I think it's well produced enough that it made me think that the Elvis guys might be behind it. It is giving me a vibe of what does the fox say? Um, yeah, yeah. Though, though not as irritating, I think. <laughs> it's also kind of reminding me of the songs that netta has released since winning eurovision maybe that's just because one of her songs was called nana banana so um (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) they're just drawing on all of the themes like it feels like it, it is a possibly researched eurovision entry like maybe trying to audition for a netflix sequel to the movie or something so It'll be something to talk about in a couple of weeks when we, we finally see that performance live. Yeah, yeah that's really going to need something to punch up the visuals in the second half, I think. If it is the Ilvis guys, I have a feeling they've got something up their sleeve, like they do know how to put on a performance. So any other thoughts on Norway? I, I think they made good choices on who is auto-qualified with one exception, and that would be someone by Northkid. I don't know why it's there or here at all. <laughs> Just because I feel like it's like that book, Save the Cat, that teaches you how to write a screenplay by the numbers. Right. Like, this feels like a song by the numbers. I have heard this exact template a thousand times. But Save the Cat works. That's why. (laughs) It it does. (laughs) Listening to it the first time, I thought I was going to like the song because the lyrics start off very specific about this guy who's reconnecting with <laughs> with somebody who used to love him but now hates him. I love the specificity of did you ever make it to Berlin and uh, how are things with your dad and all that. And then the other two minutes, 45 seconds is just so generic. I've, I've said before that the worst offense that a Eurovision song can commit is boring me. And this does it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a contract thing, or maybe they're like too famous in Norway to go through the qualifying. That process. could be. Yeah. That could be. We will see them in a few weeks, and also at uh, the Norwegian final, which is middle of February, among everything else that's happening in February. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but all of the songs are available now. That is the big new thing this year. You can listen to all twenty-one on Spotify. Yeah, it's it's uh, a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> And adding to all of that will be Portugal, which will be dropping the songs for Festival de Canção on Friday, which I'm very excited about. Portugal always brings something interesting to the table. There may be songs that, like individual songs, that may be boring, but overall, there's usually something that'll catch my ear. Yeah, that's always something that I like to dip into and just like very selectively while you're watching it i will pop my head in and, and see how things are going yeah. so, <laughs> that's, those are some weird costumes i kind of want to hear how this sounds yes <laughs> and just get reacquainted with portuguese it's been a while since i've tapped into that in duolingo so <laughs> yeah yeah Do I still understand any of this so. <laughs> the last thing that's coming up is the semifinal allocation uh, which i mentioned earlier that is happening on Tuesday. So by the time our next episode drops, we should know which countries will be in which semifinal. Do you have any particular bingo balls that you're rooting for, Dave? <laughs> I kind of don't, since who knows if and when we will ever have tickets. Uh, so um, I don't have... Uh, I mean, I, just, I, I, I hope for balance, as I always do, mm-hmm. that I don't want all the bangers to end up in one semifinal. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care if 
whether or not Greece and Cyprus end up in the same one. I, I don't have a dog in that fight. <laughs> yeah. Even though there's all these selections that are happening, we don't have enough sense of what the songs are that are going through. So it doesn't seem like there's any particular balance issues at this point in the process. Like if all of the songs that have been selected go th- in, into the same semifinal, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Anything else before we sign off? It's still early in the seasons. Yeah, it feels like it's a man- nice manageable level right now. So I'm happy to have my Saturdays off and watch yes, as much as I would yes. like. And then, <laughs> and yeah, just give it a couple of weeks <laughs> and there will just be too much to choose from. So looking forward to that yeah. choice paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thanks for listening. Uh, the Euro What podcast is hosted by Mike McComb. That's me and Ben Smith. That's not me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, is there anything that you would like to plug or uh, point people to? No, I'm at David Steves on Twitter. I almost never tweet, but I like things. (laughs) If you want to see what I like, check it out. Yes, lots of animal videos. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and you can follow the EuroWhat on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast app of your choice. If you'd like to support the show, we're on Patreon at patreon.com slash EuroWhat. Show notes are in the description of this episode and on our website at EuroWhat.com. If you'd like to contact us, we're also on Twitter at EuroWhat, or you can email EuroWhatPodcast at gmail.com. Next time on the EuroWhat, Ben should be back and ready to talk about what's new in Eurovision.